Hey, welcome to James Kyler's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to hear every song that has ever existed, a podcast on the Lug Hole Network. Coming at you this week with a solo episode, and it's the first time I've ever done one quite like this. I am doing a solo Christmas episode this week. Uh, just me. I've done Christmas episodes in the past, and it's been really fun, and I've always had a guest. Um, this year, just kind of life got super busy, um, and I still want to do a Christmas episode, and I want to talk about some of my favorite Christmas songs this year. It's almost all stuff that has come out very recently. A few things that are a little bit older, but, um, you know, mostly recent stuff. And I kind of just wanted it to be fun and loose and, you know, kind of have my own way with it. So, um, yeah, it's just me this year. Christmas 2021 is a solo episode, uh, you know, and it'll keep it short. You know, this way you could listen to it, you know, maybe while you're on your way to go do some holiday shopping, have some fun. Uh, it's a really... I really like a lot of these songs, and I think that there's a lot of stuff that gets me in a certain type of mood for Christmas. Um, but before I get into any of that, you can follow me on all my socials. I'm James P. Crowley on TikTok and Instagram, James P. Crowley 68 on Twitter. Uh, you could follow the podcast on Instagram, James Crowley's Infinite Playlist. And if you like the podcast, tell a friend about it. Uh, review us on Apple Podcasts. Do all sorts of stuff. There's lots of you know cool stuff coming up. Next week, we have our year-end episode our best of 2021 episode with my friend Frankie Becerra, just like we did last year. Uh, it's going to be a great conversation. I've been listening to Frankie's playlist. I've been listening to my playlist. And it's funny. I've been going back and finding stuff that has come out this year. And, you know, I realize there's a lot of shit that I forgot about where, I, you know, this has been like the longest year ever. And I don't know if that's just because of COVID or if it's because of the way, you know, my life has had so many big drastic changes in the past year. <laughs> um, but, you know, I I wanted to talk about, you know, the, some of the stuff. And it's been fun just kind of revisiting stuff. I've been revisiting albums I haven't spent as much time with. I've been, you know, trying to go back and listen to things that I may have missed. I've been asking people what their favorite albums and songs and stuff of the year are. Um, and that'll all come up when I talk to Frankie next week. Um, but anyway, this week we're talking about Christmas music. And I kind of wanted to do something a little bit different for Christmas this year. I want it, you know, I feel like in past years I've done stuff that is kind of like strictly Christmas music, and I wanted to start with a few songs that aren't necessarily Christmas songs. Some of them are kind of new, and I just kind of wanted to talk about them, and but they still feel Christmassy in one way or another, and I think that's glaringly obvious by my first pick, which is Tis the Damn Season by Taylor Swift. Wanted to know who you were hanging with while I was gone, I would have asked you. It's the kind of cold, fogs up windshield glass, but I felt it when I passed you. There's an ache in you, put there by the ache in me. But if it's all the same to you, it's the same to me. So we could call it even, you could call me babe for the weekend. It's a damn season right this time I'm staying at my parents' house And the road not taking looks real good now And it always leads to you in my hometown I parked my car right 
song that I'm not sure that I've ever discussed on the podcast before. Um, it is one of my favorites off of Evermore, and I think it's because it really kind of feels like an emo song through and through. Um, but lyrically, it, it's very obvious that it kind of has a Christmassy feel to it. You know, it. she talks about being home for the holidays. She talks about, you know, it kind of has a sort of night before Thanksgiving feel, which even though Thanksgiving and Black Friday are kind of the real starts of the holiday season. I think that, you know, you really start to feel sort of festive and tied to your hometown and tied to home when you first arrive back. And that might be when you walk in the door or it might be when you go to the bar and you start running into people. Um, But what really I like about this song a lot, and I've said this before on a lot of Christmas uh, episodes, is... In my opinion, the best Christmas songs have an inherent sense of sadness and loss and longing, and I think that's because the holidays can feel difficult for a lot of people. I've been (laughs) going through a bit of a depressive bout myself, but, you know, I think that, you know, there's a certain coziness that comes with that sadness, and it's... I try not to romanticize depression and things like that, or longing, or all sorts of these things, but it, it, it does happen, and, you know, I just kind of listen to the way that Taylor Swift does this song, and it really, really strikes the right chord with me, because it, you know, it kind of feels like you're wandering the streets, you know, alone, and it's kind of snowy, there's a little bit of a flurry, you know, maybe you have your shopping bags, and I mean, it is a love song, ultimately, it's about kind of rekindling things with an old flame, that's hard to argue with, but I really think that sort of the feel of the entire song really kind of makes me think of either, like, being alone in the city late at night, around the holidays, and you still see the lights and things, um, but you're lonely. Or, you know, you could feel that when you're in your hometown. I end up thinking a lot about, like, driving around in Westchester with my friends, and, you know, maybe we're bar hopping, maybe we're doing this, that, or the other, but, you know, eventually just kind of going home and, you know, driving home by myself and having the fucking, you know just like you know watching the christmas lights go by um and it's sad and it can feel lonely and i think the holidays make you think about people that aren't there and in this sense it's romantic but sometimes but you know that can manifest itself in very many different ways um but anyway, that that one is kind of kind of cheating a little bit in the sense where I said I wanted songs that aren't necessarily Christmas songs, but kind of sound like them. Uh, and I stand by that. I think you could listen to this song any time of year, whenever. You know, even though it does have the lyric, the holidays linger like bad perfume. You know, the tis the damn season really makes you think about Christmas. Um, but the next one we're going to do is Miranda by Frank Turner. Transgender woman And my resentment has started to fade 
Cause it was never about who she was Just the way that he behaved And now my father is Miranda And we're okay Turner is one of my favorite songwriters. I'm very excited for his next album. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of his last album, No Man's Land, but I think that this album has super great potential. Everything that's come out of it so far, I've really enjoyed Frank Turner Hardcore. Um, but this song, I think, is probably the most powerful of all the songs. It's called Miranda, and it's about his dad, and it's about his dad coming out as a trans woman. And I think that it's really an incredible song, because I, I especially think paired with the last album, which, like, like I said, I didn't really like that much. The last song on that album is about his mom and how his mom did a great job of raising him and things like that. Um, you know, and there's a little bit of stuff about how he had a difficult relationship with his father. Um, but then, you know, in this song, Frank talks about how his dad has come out as a trans woman uh, and goes by the name Miranda. And I think it's really sweet. And I really think it's a nice uh, song about how, you know, people change and how sometimes finding the missing pieces, which in this case, I think was Frank's dad realizing that he was a woman, that she was a woman, sorry, um, it is really powerful. And I think the fact that, you know, when Frank talked about how his relationship with Miranda has changed, you know, now that he's gotten older, I think that that's really powerful. And I think that in terms of the Christmas spirit, I think that there's also a chance to sort of mend old wounds and talk about, you know, the past and make things right. And I think, you know, the sense that Frank is meeting Miranda for the first time is really incredibly powerful and I really really enjoy this and I really think that it's a sweet sentiment and you know it's it's really incredible I I don't know I you know I read the Guardian article and I think that that was great I'm really looking forward to when Frank comes back to the states and does a tour with the Sleeping Soul so I could hear all these you know the first song Non-Servium is a fucking hardcore song and it's great but I really think that hearing this you know done I saw clips of him doing it acoustic and it sounded wonderful you know I'm looking forward to it I really think that you know this is a really sweet song and I think it's really sweet that he wrote it for um his dad and that they're kind of mending old wounds but anyway let's roll on in to my next pick of uh my other favorite songwriter uh Dan Campbell's Conversations with Flowers July's gone we're all alone dancing in the waves I found you some sea glass you always loved sea glass Side room chain smoking darts in your favorite chair. You tell me about the moon or some minor, the little bear. I peer through your telescope, see the parts you want me to know. And 
If you haven't looked at the episode description, I'm going to say spoiler alert. This isn't the only song by Dan Campbell that is in this uh, this playlist. Um, but this is his song from his solo album that just came out, Other People's Lives. I really think that there's a lot of songs on this album that could be pretty Christmassy. Uh, I really liked the idea of this solo album because he was he wrote these uh, for other people. Um, you know, these were songs that were commissioned, and they are all really good. They're really pleasant. And I bought the vinyl, and on the back, they have the songs and who they were written for on them, which I think is incredible. Um, but what I really like about this song, the opening track, a lot, and why I chose it for the Christmas episode, is because it feels cozy. It feels like home, and it feels like looking, you know, being with your family and i think it's really you know powerful and i think that you know there's a lot of the sort of especially in the second verse there's a lot of the frankness of you know being home with your family and you know that sort of conversational stuff and i can only imagine you know i went home for thanksgiving with my family and it was the first time i'd been home since i moved which isn't very long it was only like a month or so not even um, but a line like they should name you the saint of patience for all the shit that you put up with is really like, you know, that really tugs at the Catholic heartstrings in me. Um, but what really kind of hit me with this song, especially is the the line i sip slow on a berry's tea the kind that you'd always make for me um and it made me think of my mom because you know i I almost exclusively drink berry's tea um and you know it's because that's what my mom makes for me and um yeah and i really just kind of it just makes me think of you know being home and you know that's kind of it you know, a lot of Christmas songs make me think about being home, and I think now that I'm not home, I am home, but I'm not. <laughs> this is like that Mountain Goats lyric, I want to go home, but I am home. Um, you know, there's, there's a special connection to the place you grew up, um, and I think that, you know, that's undeniable, and I think that not being home, you know, I feel, you know, there's a certain sense that I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not where I've been for the past, you know, fucking 27 Decembers, <laughs> you know, so I don't know, that's kind of where that hits me, especially with the Barry's Tea line. Um, the last song we've got that isn't really a Christmas song, but is kind of a Christmas song, is A Christmas Fucking Miracle by Run The Jewels. Atlantic, never looked both ways, ran in traffic. Pops went away, but I stayed vagrant. Place where the stealing cement became nature. 
Look what you did with the place, it looks gorgeous Cityscape with a flood of good men courses And the dreamers of bull trapped in porcelain Take a knee to the gods and get horseshit Wanna live with a thrill, they'll arrange it Gotta bevy your imps to spit hatred Shit'll get in your head and cause panic Have you desperately begging to get famous Get your dignity dirty and left orphan Sanity on the fringe of distorted Who are they to just take shit and hoard it? Who am I that I don't get my portion? The most impressionable minds get molested and informed by manipulating forces Don't fret little man, don't cry, they can never- I'll be honest, the only thing that is Christmassy about this is the name of the song <laughs> um, you know, there's some sleigh bells in there in the beat, and it's cool. Um, I really do enjoy this song a lot. I really like um, Killer Mike's verse. I really, I really like LB's verse. I think that they're both really good. But there is nothing <laughs> Christmassy about this song, which is totally fine. Um, you know, I end up thinking that you know, it's you know, it's just a good song, and I think. You know, for me, I just kind of wanted to say um, a Christmas fucking miracle. That's kind of it. You know, this is a great track. Run the Jewels fucking rule. That's true. Um, the, and the reason that it's on the Christmas episode is because it is called a Christmas fucking miracle. It has not a goddamn thing to do about Christmas, except for maybe the fact that, like, I, I'll reference Run the Jewels or, like, things I've heard Killer Mike talk about if I get into, like, political arguments with my family during the holidays. So uh, that was kind of uh, the, the impetus for that. But we're going to move on to the straight-up Christmas shit. And we're starting with a classic, a modern Christmas classic, in my opinion. We're talking about Christmas Guitar by Chris Farron. I'll get a new guitar for Christmas I've asked for one almost every year Because the frets are all worn out on the one I'm playing now I hope I get a new guitar for Christmas I hope I get a new guitar for Christmas one has gone as far as it can go I wrote eleven decent songs Played a thousand empty shows Now I need a new guitar for If you've ever listened to a Christmas episode of this podcast, you know I am not the biggest fan of Christmas music. But I also think that if you've listened to a Christmas episode of this podcast, you know that my favorite Christmas album is Like a Gift from God or Whatever by Mr. Born Hot himself, Chris Farron. I love this album so much. I think that every song on this is a real true blue holiday classic. Um, and, you know, usually I tend to think, I tend to go towards sort of like funny and silly or like kind of ridiculous-ish Christmas songs, you know, I tend to think that when I listen to holiday music, it's more fun to listen to something that's like a, a punked up version of, uh, you know, I don't know, Jingle Bells or something, or like a heavy metal version of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. But I really think Chris Farron does songs that really feel like real ass Christmas songs, and I think that they're really great. Um, 
you know, I think, uh, what's the other one on this album? Now I'm drawing a blank, of course. Um, but I think that this song in particular is really a sweet, it's kind of a funny song, but it's not like outlandishly goofy. And I think the older that I get is, you know, when I get things for Christmas, it's things that I need. And Chris Farron's a musician, so of course he needs a new guitar for Christmas. And I think that that's really, um, you know, funny. And I think that, you know, the idea that he's like, all right, come on, get me a new guitar and I'll write you any love songs. I'll play you whatever songs you want to hear. You know, it's really, you know, good. And I really think that, you know, there's a sort of cheerful holiday, you know, umph to it, you know, and I think there's a little bit of a self-deprecating punkness to it where he's talking about, like, I only wrote 11 good songs and I played to a bunch of empty shows, um, you know, and I think that that's funny. Uh, the song that I was thinking of before was I'm Not Ready for Christmas, um, which, uh, yeah, that wasn't what I was going to say. But I think that everything on this album is great. I think that if you're looking for a great Christmas album, I think you got to go for this one. And I think that, you know, there's sort of stuff that kind of scratches every itch. I think that, you know, this is kind of bouncy. I think I'm Not Ready for Christmas kind of hits that sort of, uh, you know, solemn, sad breakup, heartbreak Christmas. I think like A Gift from God or whatever kind of touches a sort of, it's kind of snotty in the, you know, religiousness, but I also think that it's you know, fun. I think that Chris Farren's Disney's Frozen is a much better song than Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. I think if you want something that's more, you know, heavy and punky, you go for Happier New Year. I think if you want something that's moody, like Christmas moody, um, but like also just like instrumental and background music, you go for Emo Christmas Revival. You know, this is just like a great record through and through i highly recommend it i got to see chris play this a few years ago at um when jeff rosenstock did a bunch of shows where he played worry front to back um and i think that it was a really really sweet thing um he did a lot of the songs with laura stevenson jeff rosenstock came out and played for a bunch of them and overall it was just a great great evening but uh anyway we're gonna roll on in to my next pick which is the day after tomorrow as performed by phoebe bridgers to see you all and i'm counting the days here i still believe that there's gold at the end of the world and I'll come home to Illinois on the day after tomorrow. And it's so hard, and it's cold here, and I'm tired of taking orders. And I miss old Rockford town Up by the Wisconsin border The Phoebe Bridgers Christmas song has become one of my favorite holiday traditions of recent years. Um, I really think that, you know, she does a good job of picking her songs. I, you know, she does 
different she's done a different one every year last year she did uh if we make it to december or if we make it through december by john denver i think or maybe john prine um the year before she did silent night and the silent night cover was incredible um and uh, what i've liked about the last two years is it's not necessarily songs that i really know super well i'm not this is a tom waits cover and i'm not a big tom waits fan um i like tom waits when i listen to him and i kind of want to explore this um but it's a protest song it's a song about war it's a song about death and you know really the only thing that kind of makes it christmassy is the fact that he put silent night in the bridge and i think you know i really like when singers do these songs that really kind of touch on the fact uh, do songs that really put a human face to protest um you know i there's a big sense of uh loss in this song and there's a big sense of loneliness and it has the sort of like sonic feel that a song like tis the damn season has that gives it that christmas feel but this is a gruesome not gruesome but it's dark it's dark and i think the fact that like you know it's a song about going to war and it's a song about you know like why are we in this fucking religious battle because it was released in 2004 it's about the iraq war and it's talking about people that are islamophobic and it's talking about you know not being home and you know how kids fucking children are shipped off to war and you know there's not really a real sense of why they're there um you know and i really think that the loneliness is powerful in this song and i think the fact that it is very like bare bones and very simple and you know there's not really a lot in it is uh is really great and i think you know it's long i think it might be the longest christmas song she's ever released um but you know phoebe's got a beautiful voice and i think that you know the quality of what she sounds like when she does christmas songs really helps add to it so that's a big part of why i really like this but anyway we're gonna move on into another member of boy genius uh julian baker doing dreamers holiday Spoiler 
spoiler alert, this is not the last time you will hear me talk about Julian Baker on this podcast <laughs> in the next few weeks. Um, yeah, Julian Baker doing a Dreamer's Holiday. I just found out right now as I was pulling up the lyrics that this actually came out last year. I guess it just got a wide release. I guess she did it just for Spotify last year and then put it out everywhere this year. Uh, <laughs> you know, which kind of ties back to last week's episode of songs that aren't available on streaming. This was only available on Spotify. Um, I'll be talking about my Apple Music Replay slash Spotify Wrapped, whatever you consider it, um, at the very end of the year. That will be... Uh, the new year episode um but um yeah you know i had never heard the song and i didn't realize that this is a big this is like a kind of a holiday classic i just looked it up and i realized that this is a cover i did not get that because i think julian is very good at writing you know these sort of you know timeless songs and so when i see a line like you're living a la mode on jupiter and mars on a dreamer's holiday i was like oh yeah that sounds like it could totally be a julian baker <laughs> lyric but i found out that uh willie nelson has covered this buddy clark has done this it's a song from 1949 um yeah i just really like this you know i you know it doesn't hit me as hard as like the phoebe bridgers holiday song does but i think that in the sense that it's kind of solemn kind of slow kind of you know mellow and relaxing is very very nice for me you know uh, so a lot of the time when i listen to holiday songs i don't always necessarily want lyrics i don't uh, you know i want more of a vibe than i want um a uh an actual uh song you know and i think that this does that really well um and speaking of wanting a vibe rather than a song my next pick is the blessing by brian fallon face shine upon you be gracious to you lord turn his face toward you punk like me was gonna love an album of hymns recorded by the lead singer of the gaslight anthem uh yeah so brian fallon announced that he was putting out this album of hymns i remember when i told my girlfriend oh yeah brian fallon is doing a christmas album this year she said uh is he like super like christian because like all these songs are about fucking jesus <laughs> and i was like it he did say it was an album of hymns um and i do know that he's christian he's talked about being christian before in like blog posts and stuff um 
But, you know, so I grew up on hymns. I went to Catholic school, so I've heard a lot of church songs. Uh, there have been plenty of occasions that, you know, every, I think each past episode of this podcast, I've done, like, a choral version of, like, a religious song. Because those tend to be my actual favorite Christmas songs. I don't mind going to church and hearing the first Noel or O Come, O Come, Emmanuel or... Something like that. So, you know, for me, you know, an album of hymns was totally what I wanted to hear. And, you know, I'll admit, a lot of this album isn't necessarily something I'm going to go and necessarily, like, stick on my headphones when I'm running around in the city doing open mics throughout the holiday season. But there is a fair amount of it where I kind of think, like, okay, you know, if I'm, like, having people over, you know, for a little Christmas celebration, I'll throw it on because it's not super distressing distracting you get sort of the feel and even if they are religious songs they're not necessarily like you know jesus 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 Jesus. you know they they kind of are but they're not really (laughs) so of course i ate up christian hymns and this was my favorite of all the songs on the album this is the one that I think that I'm going to go back to and listen to on its own, just because I think that he did a lot of stuff interesting musically with it. I think that, you know, he kind of pours a lot of emotion into it the way that, you know, a lot of other, you know, a lot of Brian Fallon's other great songs do. Um, So, yeah, I wanted to talk about that. My girlfriend just walked in the door. What's up? Uh, So before I say my last pick, I'm going to put her on the spot. Babe, come here. Um, I'm doing a Christmas episode. Give me a Christmas song to throw in. Carol of the Bells. choral arrangements before i had used a choral arrangement of carol of the bells in the first ever christmas episode that i ever did of this podcast uh after i put her on the spot i asked her which version we should do we talked about doing uh the trans-siberian orchestra version but Lindsay sterling's carol of the bells was second up you know it's a kind of epic christmas song you know you can't really go right or wrong with it i i don't really have anything much to say about it but uh you know it's a goodie you know it's a classic and it's a classic for a reason um so you know it's one of those it's kind of the polar opposite of the brian fallon where the brian fallon is kind of a mood that doesn't necessarily distract from you i feel like carol the bells commands attention as soon as it comes on um so yeah so i don't know it's it's a classic um 
I'm glad that she put that in. But uh, let's wrap this on up with my last Christmas song of the year, uh, Threadbare by The Wonder Years. On a crowded stretch of highway, we're counting all the cars. The red ones versus the green ones by the headlights in the dark. We pull into the driveway, I see fragments of my heart. wasn't going to include it um it's funny a lot of this kind of ties back to the first ever christmas episode of this podcast i ever did because i'm pretty sure in the first christmas episode i did i included christmas at 22 by the wonder years um i'm seeing the wonder years a week from the day that i'm recording this uh if you listen to this on release day i'm seeing them on saturday december 11th or 12th i'm not sure what the actual date is um but uh yeah i'm looking forward to hearing them play this i'm hoping they also do christmas at 22 because uh i don't know those are christmas songs that i really enjoy and they kind of capture the suburban excuse me mindset of a lot of it it touches on a lot of the things that i've spoken about on this podcast you know a lot today and i end up thinking a lot about you know this is a song that talks about you know, being home and wanting to be with family and, you know, finding comfort in the people that you know and that you love. And, you know, I end up thinking a lot about, um, you know, that second, the bridge of the song where he's like, I always think about the house in Erdenheim where everyone I love felt safe. I'm going to buy it someday and anyone who needs could always stay. You know, there's this sort of sense of, I've always thought about like what Christmas in the future will be like. And, you know, every, every year is the future. It's always the future. And I guess I never totally know what to expect. Um, and I just really think that, you know, this song kind of captures the hominess of, you know, that and how kind of Christmas can be a turning point. I, you know, people, <laughs> people always talk about how, you know, the holidays increase depression because they fucking do. Uh, you know, the, there's the common statistic, and I don't even know if it's real, but how like suicides increase during the holiday season. And I totally believe that. <laughs> um, but I like the way that this song ends because christmas it's the end of the year things could be tough and you know there's still one week left after christmas um you know but you know that's where things end up changing you know that last line where he's like i'm feeling worn feeling threadbare like the sleeves of my sweater and the days only get longer from here you know it's hard being around when it's dark all the time when it's always nighttime um but it's just kind of a good and sweet and nice reminder 
that, you know, things are gonna pick up. Things are gonna change a little bit. And I don't know. I It makes me happy. I'm really excited to see the Wonder Years. I got my fucking tickets to see them at uh, on the Suburbia Upsides Tour, too. So that's also something that I'm really, really, really looking forward to. Unsurprising to anyone that's ever listened to this podcast. But, um... Yeah, and the one thing I wanted to say is the day that I'm recording this, yesterday, um, Dan Campbell, lead singer of The Wonder Years, had posted a picture of one of his kids. It was a really sweet photo, but he said, holiday playlist idea. It was this kid in front of the, the Christmas tree, and it said, holiday playlist idea. Just alternate between the Red Bear and Tis the Damn Season on a loop forever. Um, so I started... I didn't do this intentionally. I have had this playlist sitting for a while, but I think having... Tis the damn season, kick it off, and then Threadbare close it, and if you loop this playlist back over, you'll hear them both. Um, so yeah. Uh, guys, those are my Christmas songs. Um, next week is the best of 2021 episode. I really look forward to you guys hearing it, and it's gonna be a good one. So, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah. I think that's over by now by the time this comes out, but uh, Happy New Year. Uh, and the end of this is the end of the year is coming. Best of 2021, Frankie Becerra next week. I'll jam out with you next time. Bye. When I think of December, I always think of May. In her house on her time, where everyone I love felt safe. I drive past it every Christmas. Gonna buy it someday And anyone who needs to could always stay This has been a Lug Hole Podcast.